Hey guys, I'm back again with another Poor Man Fantasy Football League podcast. I'm your host, Mike, aka Go Guy Go. And this week, I have a special guest in with me. It's none other than our own South High Schools. Um, oh man, I blew that. I totally blew it. South High, South High School tight end number 33, one. 31. 31. 31. <laughs> yeah, right? there you go. Is that how that goes? Yes. That's right. So that is, if you guys forget, that is what Juan's in-game handle, S-H-S-E-N-D-31, stands for. I had to remind myself of this because I have my own preconception of what I think it means, which I won't remind everybody about. <laughs> but it stands for South High School tight end number 31, Juan Velasquez. Yep, yep. All right. So Juan, what's going on in your life? Not much, not much. Sitting here, got a beer. And football in front of me, so feeling good. Oh, you know what? You won up to me. I forgot my beer. Give me a second. Go for Entertain it. Entertain the group. Talk amongst yourselves. Tell us a story. Story. Um. Well, I was just telling Go Guy that I finally talked to Donnie after like what felt like years, and it took him about thirty minutes to realize he was supposed to do yard work before we finally cut our conversation. But it was interesting. We were talking about our our maintenance football league. And trying to decide what waivers you wanted to pick up. So, yeah. So, who are you guys targeting? Who's your number one on your list? Um, I, actually, I can say it now because waivers are through here. So, we actually went. He wanted to go after Curtis Samuel. Oh. And then um, we had Daniel Jones, and I think we dropped him for Derek Carr. And, oh, I like that pickup. That's a good pickup. And we picked up the Tennessee defense. That's going to be a sneaky defense, but I'm I'm nervous for them. Yeah. Because both Julio and A.J. Brown are both out. i just seen that. So uh, uh, that's what I'm afraid of, too. If they can't put up points and compete, is their defense going to be able to hold up? So, Yeah, it, it does put a lot of pressure on the defense. Now, if they can move the ball and score points, like Derrick Henry does his job and makes it so that the – yeah, like that's if he if he can make the other team have to pass, I think that defense is gonna hold and do well. But yeah. Yeah, they're playing the Jets, so I'm hoping hoping the Jets just crap out like usual. But... Let, let's hope. Maybe yeah. next year, maybe next year there'll be a team on the rebuild, on the rebound, right? Get Zach Wilson gets one year under his belt. Maybe some good things happen there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. See, the crazy thing with that maintenance league um, is that we're limited to six moves a week. Oh, so it makes it a little harder where we have to sit there and like you have to plan out. Like you can't just drop, you know, like a defense and pick up another defense with the idea that maybe if this one doesn't work out, I pick up another one. So a lot of planning usually goes into our picks, and usually it's about three or four calls before we finally decide on what waivers we really want to go for so and and how much do you have a lot of uh bench or depth space to, to keep guys on or is it yeah so there is a what is it four man bench oh, yeah pretty, four man pretty bench. shallow yeah and then one ir spot and we actually just added that ir spot last year just because of covid so we never even had the ir spot before how long have you guys been in this, that league I was in it. This is going to be my third year. This is going to be Donnie's second year. So the first year I did it on my own. 
And yep. then last year, we actually have um, – it's it's the league at work that everybody kind of want to get wants to get into, right? So and there's right. a long list. So I got in it because somebody else asked me to go draft for them, and the rest of the league didn't like that. So they told him, like, hey, well, since he drafted, it's his team. So he stays in, you're out. Oh, wow. So, That's serious uh, business. Yeah. So then uh, last year, because – I think something was going to happen during the time that we were supposed to draft and I knew I was going to be able to make draft and I didn't want the same thing to happen to me. So I told um, the league owners and I told them, I was like, Hey, maybe I can have Donnie as a co-owner because there's already one other team that has two co-owners. Popped up and it just worked out really, really good. We actually came in second last year and we lost by like, I think it was like a point. Zero eight or point three eight or something like that. Oh, that's a heartbreak. Yeah. So, but it's it fun. It's interesting. It it helps us with everything else. The only thing that sucks is like Donnie kind of knows my game plan and I know his. So in other leagues, like in poor man, it's yeah. a lot easier to throw blocks at there each other or try and throw <laughs> trades or low blows at each other at trades. You know. All right. No, I get that. That is that is one downside of being in multiple leagues with a lot of the same guys is they yeah. they get to know you, your wants, your needs, your desires, and if you don't run waivers all at the same time, they're like, oh wow, Mike really bid up on this guy. Well, you yeah. know what? I'm gonna go see what happens in these other leagues that he's probably gonna try and bid up on yep. the same person. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. All right. So. Quick question for you. Okay. It's week four. There's been some interesting games that have been played. The results that uh, it happens every year. The teams lose that you don't expect them to. In week four, is there a game that you are most interested watching because you you can't quite decide what the outcome is, or there is an outcome that you you just want to you just want to see happen? I kind of have two. Okay. And the one that I kind of think more of than the other one is going to be the Raiders-Chargers game. That's going to be a tight game. And yeah, I, I think it is. And I think it's going to be a really like like a Raiders probably overtime again or a down-to-the-wire last-minute kick, high-scoring game. Um, and then the other one is actually the Jaguars-Bengals game. I, I have a feeling it's either going to be a really good game just because they're both at that lower end and they're going to make it look like a really good game. Yeah. Or, or it's going to be such a low scoring game. It's going to just bore everybody out. So I'm kind of curious to see okay. how that one goes. I'm uh so you, you love those primetime games, eh? Yeah. Well, my, my personal opinion of the Jacksonville and Cincy game, I give the edge to Cincy. I think they've got some good things moving. They're a, they're playing a control type of game slow tempo, lots of running, and I think that's going to work for them over Jacksonville. Yeah. The defense is good enough that I think they'll take advantage of the weaknesses that Jacksonville's going to going to put up. It might be a good chance for Jacksonville Jacksonville to to steal a win, but I'm I'm giving it to Cincy. I don't think it'll be high scoring. I think like 28 to or 27. Yeah. to like 17, right? Like not yeah. not a big scoring game. That's Monday night though. Like to me, that game's gonna be like eighty plus points. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think the Monday night game is going to get ran up just because I think they're both undefeated, aren't they? Uh, let me look here. We've got the Chargers. Oh, no, no yeah. Chargers are two and one. I know yeah, the Raiders are three and zero, oh, but the Chargers are two and one. Yeah, I think. I think Carr base. I, I, I think Carr is going to end up choking that game out. But I, I think you think the that's Chargers the game where the stay. where the foot the other foot drops and yeah he he comes back to earth. Yeah, he's just been so close to just kind of choking the last few games, and um, like for me, I have I have family members that are Raiders fans, and yeah. I have friends that are Chargers fans, so I kind of look at both. And the Raiders one is the one that's interesting because. Um, I think I had seen a stat, and I sent it to my brother-in-law. He's a big Raiders fan, right? That um, in the last six years, I think it was, yep. they've they've come in and they've won their first two games every single year and still end up under 500. And it usually happens because the second half of the season, Derek Carr just chokes so bad that he just can't continue that win streak, you know? And I think this is the game where he's going to do it. I hope not, because I've I've got him starting for me in two leagues that I really want this week's win. So yeah, I hope I, he doesn't crap out. I hope I hope he throws for four hundred yards and five touchdowns. He can still lose the game. Yeah, but I still want him to go go balls out, and yeah, I want we, him to hit Hunter Renfrew everywhere. Yeah, we have him too, and that's what I that's how I felt with Jalen Hurts last week. That like I wanted him to just go nuts, and he did. He still got he still put up really good points for me. But he, I think he had three picks by the end of it or something like that and a fumble. Yeah. Like, he did horrible game-wise, but fantasy-wise, he still did decent. So, I is think he, that's the way Carr is. he is. the new Blake Bortles? I think so. Right? He's going to throw up 30 points on you. Yeah. Uh, but somehow still have four interceptions and a fumble. Yeah. And like, 100 the, sacks. The Jameis Winston uh, effect, yeah. Rookies, yeah. That's just – okay. Well, I, I'm – I'm looking forward tomorrow. Uh, I do plan on watching the game. I don't get too many Thursday nights off. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy. I got time. I'm going to watch it. And then Monday night, whew, that's going to be a good one, man. Yeah. All right. So do you, uh, do you want to quickly review week three's matchup predictions and the results that came from, uh, from our guesses of who was going to win our, our league matchups? Yeah, week threes. At first, I was upset when I seen your your show docs and I see myself at <laughs> 0 and five. I was like, "There's no way I went 0 and five on all my picks." And sure enough, I started looking, and you went 0 and five. Yeah, that was such so horrible. I, I I was extremely surprised when I went through it. I'm like, "Oh wow, yeah." He, he didn't pick a single winner. Yeah, it, but it this week was so weird. It's I don't like. There, yeah, there was some odd guys that crapped out. Uh, yeah. I had too many guys on my team that crapped out for me. There was no way I was going to keep pace with what uh, what Marvin was doing. Yeah. Um, it happened to a couple other guys. Um, Silly Andrew and his Kansas City stack. Like, uh, I totally thought, like, I, I it's hard to bet against it, but when you picked uh, Josh to win that, I'm thinking, okay, there's a chance here. He's got yeah. a chance. But you can't – Silly Gronk – or not Gronk uh, – Kelsey. Kelsey, yep. Uh, Tyreek Hill's been game scripted out. Defense has been shutting him down, but you can't stop Kelsey. No, yeah. He's just fantasy gold. Yeah, well, I, I think it's just he 
he seems like he outmuscles anybody you put up against. But you can't put a DB on him because he's just going to toss him like a ragdoll. And you can't put a, a linebacker up against him because he's just so much faster than a linebacker. So it's hard, it's hard to... You have to double-team him. you got to yeah. put both guys, which at which point is going to leave a massive hole for somebody else. Yeah. So who do, who do you want to shut down? Do you want to sh- shut down the home run that Tyreek Hill is? Or do you want to shut down the first down getter that I see Kelsey? Kelsey's not going to be a home run hit, no. but he'll always get you that first down. Yeah, he, he's the guy that, like, when you're playing Madden and you know exactly where he's at, right down the middle, and you yep. know you still got 10 yards to go or 15 yards to go, and you can give it to him because you know he's going to just chunk it away, yep. and drag half the team with him, and you'll get your first down. You know? I think teams are playing it right. Let, let Kelsey catch the ball, move it, yeah. You can contain him to a certain degree, but yeah. shut down Tyree Kill because if he gets open, he's gone, man. That's a touchdown. Yeah, he's gone and over the top block, so that that's hard to get. All right. Okay, so let's uh let's break this down real quick. Uh I went this week. I oh I didn't even put my own, I just did totals. Okay, so my pick, I chose myself against Marvin. I got yeah. that one wrong. Andrew picked Marvin, he got that one right. You picked me. Didn't get it. Nope. Matchup number two, we've got Andrew versus Josh. Andrew won. I got it right. Andrew got it right. You did not. Match number three, we've got Sean, a.k.a. Chervin, and Gabriel, a.k.a. Laborbus. We all picked Sean, and we all got it wrong. Uh, Laborbus team, like his team came out, and which is fantastic to see because there's some, a, lot of, a lot of young guys on that team that I like. So that was, um, we all got that one wrong. Match at number four, we got Donnie versus yourself. Yeah. Uh, I chose Donnie. You and Andrew picked you. And Donnie's team went balls out. Like, what happened? Yeah, I, I on on that one, I think it was just the fact that, what, uh, McCaffrey was in, what, I think he only had so seven carries. For 31 yards, and then he's out. So I only had five <laughs> points off him. Yeah. That right there was just. You... But it was such a close match. Uh, Donnie won 111 at the end of the year. 108. Yep. Oh. Uh, James Conner had a good game for you, though. He did. And actually, wow. um, what brought me back that I was like, my saving grace was DK. Yep. I was so excited. That, that was the game that he ended up going off. Yeah. Then when we went to, what was it that? That Monday night game, right, with the Niners? Mm-hmm. Debo. And, yeah, I had Debo still in there, and I was like, oh, there's no way between Debo that I can't just get enough, right? And I and didn't Debo get hurt? Yeah, I think he got yeah. hurt and came out half the, half the time, and then they kept calling his number, but he wasn't getting the ball, so yeah, they were actually giving it to um, – what was his name? Uh, Kyle Eastcheck. Um, it, it wasn't even him. It was something junior. Oh, let's have a look at their roster here. We've got, I don't even see it. It wasn't Ayuk. Trent Sherfield? No. Nope. And Trent, who did it? It was whoever number six was. Remember the number six popping up and they kept saying Debo's name. But obviously not not Debo. Yeah, no, it definitely wasn't Debo. I was excited. And Number 44. 
Richie James? Maybe. No, he's number 13. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Either way, it um, it was a close match. Sorry that yeah. we lost, especially. It's tough when you pick yourself to win. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't come up. Yeah, injuries definitely killed me on that one. Because even Shepard, right. having Shepard and uh, Sterling Shepard and Slayton both go down right at the beginning of the game. Yeah. I mean, that just sucked. Well, um, and then the last matchup we got here, we have Slick versus Bryce. We all chose Bryce, and Slick won the matchup. And yeah, I think it's because, and uh, there's a there's a there's a bit of shade he's throwing my lions in in the group chat here, and it might be because I didn't pick him to win, and he did win, and he won quite handily, one twenty eight to seventy five. Like that's unfortunately Bryce got manhandled. So looking at the yeah running backs, quarterbacks are good. Nick Chubb had a down game. Yeah, there we go. Where was the big separation? Um, it's the fact that he had he had oh. with nineteen. Uh, Najee Harris put up twenty one for him. And yeah, over Nick James Robinson at the bottom. James of Robinson game. finally showed up and paid off. Yeah, everything else dudded out pretty much. Yeah, it was. It wasn't it wasn't massive disparity between the two. Yeah. Oh well. Time for a rebound week, right? Yeah. Hopefully. Get back in the saddle. So to recap where the, the records are. So from week one through the first three weeks, my record is eight and seven. Andrew is sitting at six and four. And Juan, you, you're sitting at 0 and 5. Yeah. So I'm hoping you got some good solid predictions for us this week. Do you uh do you want to jump into those selections and let's see where we're at? Yeah. So uh the first game that it shows me on mine is me versus you. Yep. And yep. as much as much as I would like to win this, I don't think I'm going to. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You're you're not freaking yeah. yourself. No, I'm gonna have to go with you. And it's just hard because I have Hines and Moss in there. I can't <coughs> I have no running backs to do anything with. And like I'm pretty sure everybody knows I tried to go all week for any running back I could. I was throwing as many offers as I could. A lot of shitty offers, a lot of really good offers, but mm. it didn't work out. So I'm just gonna have to no. put up what I can and Hope for the best. Hope that my receiving core can at least make it interesting. Well, you don't you don't have terrible options at receiver. You're you're doing well there. Yeah. Um, I would have traded you Gaskin had I not been so weak at running back to begin with. Yeah. If Gaskin's gone, then that that leaves me with Miles Sanders and Aaron Jones. Now, Aaron Jones, yeah. I love. Miles Sanders has been questionable. He, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I, I got to hope that he, he breaks this little downturn and he gets an uptick here. And Zach Moss, for you, he's he's had a couple good weeks back-to-back here. Doesn't get a lot of playing time, but he makes makes his touches produce. Like, he, he's getting value for what he's – when he's on the field. Yeah, I'm hoping that – they're playing Houston, so I'm hoping that that game they just run it up so high that eventually Singletary comes out and Moss is – picking up a bunch of trash time basically you know a bunch of that and that's, that's very well what could happen it's probably going to be like 34 to, to 3 by the time they hit the half yeah um and then you, you're just at that point you're probably just managing the game run the ball keep passing until a mistake happens uh, yeah, i yeah i can see zach moss taking it um taking it in the second half of that game 
I do worry about Naheem Hines though, because I don't I don't know if I trust Carson Wentz right now. Yeah, that that's the hard one. But I, for me, I prefer him over. Who do I have? I have Freeman, who still hasn't done anything. Connor yeah. is the worst because I, he seems to show like he wants to play, like last yeah. week against Jacksonville, he put up seventeen points, but I don't. But that know. was off of two touchdowns. Yeah, they keep game scripting back and forth between them. Yeah, and I don't know. It's so super hard to gauge them just because it's not even just Edmonds and Connor, but it's the fact that they will throw in. Kyler Murray to run the ball and Kyler Murray to run the ball. And then all of a sudden he'll sneak one in and rip away a touchdown from somebody that could have gotten it, you know? Yeah, that's tough. Especially when James is supposed to be their third down goal line carry guy. So if you get down to the goal line and Kyler Murray's scoring it, I mean, you kind of shoot you yourself. Just, yeah, you're like, oh, hey, look, I got five yards for you, but um, no touchdown. Yeah, I kind of think that is um, the Cardinals' weak side, though. I don't, I, I don't. I understand that Kyler Murray can run the ball and and he's great at it, yep. but there's going to come a point where you're going to lose your star quarterback because he is running the ball way more than he's relying on his running backs to do it. Like his running backs are made to do this. Little Kyler Murray isn't. So, but what do you do in a situation like that where the running quarterback, your your Josh Allen's, your Lamar Jacksons, your Jalen Hurts, right at the goal line, it it's almost hard not to have them run it in a touchdown because you have the ability to pass, yeah. pass it off or run it in yourself, which is dangerous for the defenses to, to scheme against. So if the opportunity presents itself, it's just like, we want the touchdown. I don't care who gets it, but you're right. It does put them at risk uh, of potential injury because you're putting yourself in a situation where I don't want you to, to be hit, but I want to score these points. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I think it gets hard. It's just, I think you have to game script it in every so often. Like you, you're, you can't expect your running quarterback to run all game long and have more carries than some of your running backs. And no, to last even what we have 17 weeks now, there, there's no way you're going to be able no. to beat somebody on the field 17 weeks now. That's a lot of wear and tear. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think you want to, you want to give them and manufacture them runs because you're, it, it works. It does really well in the league right now. Yeah. So you don't want to get away from it, but you just want to balance it. I think by the end of the game, if your quarterback has more rushing attempts than your running backs combined, there's there's an there's an imbalance and you're putting yeah. yourself in jeopardy. Yep. All right. So matchup number two, who do you got? Um, let me go back. Matchup number two, I have Donnie versus uh multi beast. Who is that? Josh, oh, right? That's Josh, yep. So I'm thinking hmm. this one could be a good one, but it, I'm kind of liking um, Josh a little bit more just because of uh, the Cooper Cup with a decent matchup and having Kittle over there with a good matchup. I mean, even yeah. even Beckham looks like a good pick over there, you know? Yeah, with Jarvis Landry out, Beckham is a nice play. Yeah, not to mention Kamara going against the Giants. The Giants haven't yeah. looked all that great. Uh, so. I, I chose – to me, it was a smash hit for Josh. Like, I like Donnie's team. It's young. There's some talent there. But 
there's too many big name staples that can really go off. Like the, the high end of what Josh's team can do, I think is too great here, especially in the matchups they're in. So I chose Josh as well. I think I'm kind of hoping that um, Donnie loses also because he's the only undefeated team still. And he that's needs- right. I, that's, that's a little bit of a selfish reason that I chose yeah. Josh as well. But he needs a little humbling, I think. Maybe, maybe. You can't, can't let him get too far ahead. Yeah, we can't let the commission be that good. No, not at all. Got to keep him grounded. All right, so who do you got uh, in your next matchup? So my next one is going to be Slickburn against uh, Labrevis. All right, so we got Ryan and Gabriel. Who do you got? And let's see. You know what? I think I might go with Slick. I think I'm hoping that fluke of Harrison Robinson last week keeps going for him. I mean, I don't see. Well, he's, he's got... upgraded Robinson to his running back slot. He's yeah, taking he's him got... out of the flex and putting him up there. He still has the Marvin Jones in his wide receiver spot. To me, that's that's a dangerous play. You now have two Jacksonville players yeah. in your starting lineup. Uh, and he's got, yeah, it's, it's this to me, this is going to be a, a, a tough matchup. Um, I don't think Allen Robinson for, for uh, labor bus is really going to pay off. He's been pretty much a bust because their quarterbacks suck and no one's going to throw the ball. Yeah. It's to me, this, this is the game that can be, that could go either way. There's a lot of talent on both sides. Any one of these one players could end up with like a 30-point game easily. They've done it. We have history of it. It's it's really well balanced. I did end up picking – now I lost. I did pick up – pick Labor Bus for this one. I think his team – yeah, I, I forget exactly how I came to that conclusion. Um, oh. It's to me this one's too tight. This one's too tight. This is the one that I don't think either selection is wrong. Yeah. But I went I went uh, I went Gabriel on this one. Yeah, I mean on the other end, I see Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Oh, I have touchdown a game. And he he is amazing. So Swift, Mixon, I think Mixon's gonna do good this game. He's they've got Jackson. Oh. I don't see why he wouldn't do good this week. Okay, so here's an interesting but, scenario. You've got You've got Robinson and Jones for the, the Jags on one side, and you got Mixon and Chase for the Bengals on the other. So Thursday yeah. night's gonna tell a big, big part of this story. Yeah, who's gonna, gonna be who's gonna be the winner. Yeah. Cause those those four players alone are essentially anchoring uh, a good chunk of the power base here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's I that's actually pretty crazy too, and they they're evenly matched up too, so they're both gonna have two guys done with by Thursday. So, yeah. Oh wow! Uh, it might come down to Austin Eckler Monday night. Yeah, I Look think I think that matchup. I think what might push Labrevis over is gonna be C.D. Lamb. Also, I've I've actually liked him all season long. He's yeah, he's, he's pretty actually good. been doing really good. Uh, and it's it's Carolina, right? But to me, this is going to be a game where we will find out if Carolina is real or not. Yeah, you're going against a potent offense in Dallas, like one of the best top five uh, in my books uh, in the league. Defense showed some they against Philly, and I don't think Philly is a great offensive team. 
personally. I don't have them in high regard. But Philly found gaps. Uh, but Dallas got some interceptions. They played well, but they allowed points to get up there. So I, I, I don't know. Like if, if the Dallas defense shuts down Darnold without CMC, yeah, then we now know what the Panthers are. They're yep. a good team, not a great team. But if those Panthers come out there and they beat Dallas, yeah, that's they're they're steamrolling. Like they've got way too much momentum. Yeah. And I'll be happy for Darnold because he'll have moved on from the Adam Gase curse, right? Like this is yeah. a guy who's on his revenge tour. Yeah, I think I seen an actual like meme I meant to send the other day and it talked about the Adam Gase curse. And it was like eight or nine different things where all of a sudden Adam Gase would leave and it was like a Super Bowl championship here. <laughs> Or like all of a sudden this guy becomes player of the year here and MVP in this stuff. Right here, I, I posted it two days ago. Oh, it wasn't you. I'm, I'm yeah, sure it was. It was, it was Marshall Marshall High School's first year without Adam Gase. They yeah. win a state title. LSU first year without Adam Gase. They win a national championship. Yep. Peyton Manning's first year without Adam Gase. He wins a Super Bowl. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill's first year without Adam Gase. He's comeback player of the year. Yeah, Sam Darnold's first year without Adam Gase. He's QB, uh, first year at QB. Uh, he's three zero. Yeah. So that's um. There's something to it. There's something to be said. Uh, there's something to be said to his shitty coaching. I, I mean, he he obviously sells himself. Yeah. Very well, but doesn't perform. Yeah, like at, at that point, it's like anything else, man. Like it's. It's like a, a married man that's gotten divorced and divorced and divorced. Like after a while, it's not the divorce. It's not the women anymore. It's it's you, it's, man. It's, it's you. You're the only constant in that situation. Yeah. All right. So who are you picking? Slickburn or Labor Bus? So I'm picking Labor Bus. All right. Gabriel it is. Okay. Who's your next matchup? So the next one is Anne Pry and yep. Sherman. All right, so that's Andrew and Sean. I'm I went out there and I chose Andrew. The the scales are tipped heavily in his favor, seventy five to twenty five as of right now. Uh, Chervin's got Barkley and Cook and Juju Smith Schuster on his roster, and both of all of those, and then Eli Mitchell, all with questionable tags. Like it's if all those guys play and they're healthy. I think he's got a great shot at taking it. Yeah. But too many injury questions because I don't think Dalvin Cook plays. I don't think Eli Mitchell plays. Yeah, I, I seen that. I think Dalvin Cook practiced today, but I don't think – I think if he plays, I think he's limited. I don't think they will put him in their full go. All right. So Dalvin Cook was back at practice today. Returned the limited participation on Wednesday after being inactive in week three. Unless Cook suffers a setback later in the week, he'll have a really good chance at suiting up in week four against the Cleveland Browns. It's not what Alexander Madison's fantasy managers want to hear, but okay. Blew up. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, if I'm the coach and I got Dalvin Cook and I want to win this matchup, and it's going to be a tough matchup, if Alexander Madison played well, I'd let him play and I'd give Dalvin Cook another week. Yeah. Especially with the longer season, I, I definitely would do the same. And yeah, I have Dalvin Cook in another league. Then they've got Detroit 
coming after that. So like even then, like if you needed to rest, cook one more time. I don't know. He's just to me. I love Dalvin Cook when he's healthy and playing. It's just really scary when, oh, he's injured again. He he's he's easily nicked up, banged up. Then I think he got injured. What the first, second or third play or something like that when he actually got hurt. <laughs> Not what you want to have happen. No. All right. So who are you taking this matchup? You're gonna go with the KC stack for Andrew, or are you gonna you're gonna see that running back dominance from from Chervin? Yeah, and I'm gonna go with Andrew. I, I like Kelsey Waddle Boyd at the bottom of it. So, yeah, he's got he's got a lot on the go there. All right, last matchup we got Bryce versus Marvin. So we got Bryce versus Ice X Metal. Now that one shows a 50-50 on my end too. Yeah, that's a on paper. It looks good, right? Numbers, but when you look when you look at the heads up players. Allen versus Burrow, I'm picking Allen here. You got Henry versus Taylor. Taylor has done jack squat this year. Yep. Unfortunately, it just hasn't worked out. And Henry's going against the Jets. So I got Henry. Chubb versus Gordon. Gordon's in a 50% timeshare, so I'm going Chubb. Then you got Calvin Ridley versus DJ Moore. To me, as of right now, that's pretty even. You got Hopkins versus Diggs. I'm going to go Diggs just because Hopkins has been hurt and Josh Allen's going to rip Houston a new one. You got Tanyan versus Waller. Well, obviously it's Waller. Devontae Smith versus Justin Jefferson. I'm going Jefferson by a mile. Robert Woods, who's been essentially not necessary for the Rams against Javante Williams. So he's got the Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams stacks. You've got essentially one running back in two spots. And then Julio Jones, who might be injured this week, versus Devontae Adams. Okay, so maybe this one is a bit more tight than. Yeah, I, I think if I had to pick it, I, I, I think I would lean Bryson. And I yeah. was looking at first at matchups, but they're just about even in matchups too. They they each have one red game. And yep. one orange game, and then everything else is green for all their players. So it's just yeah, pretty even. I think this could come down to like a last minute move if like Julio Jones for whatever reason can't play. And he's gotta like make that. a substitution. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm looking here. It's hard to argue with Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, Stefan Diggs, DJ Moore, and Darren Waller. Yeah. You've got five guys in your lineup that are probably top 10 at their position. Yep. So, like, that's hard to argue with. His weakest point right here are the three running backs he's got on his lineup. Jonathan Taylor, Melvin Gordon, and Javante Williams. If those guys crap out, it's flipping to the other side. But Marvin's got an amazing wide receiver house, man. Like, it's it's hard to argue with that. Yeah, I think... I think with Ice, if Ice wins it, it's going to come down to Waller. I think, I think it's going to be the fact that, like, if that game does end up a high-scoring game, there's yep. a good chance Waller ends up with at least two, three touches that day. So, I mean. So, let's, let's have a look at Waller's. He's getting a lot of snaps. He had 19 targets in the first game, but only seven targets in the last two and no touchdowns. Yeah. So, he's due. 
he's due for a ball out game. Yeah, I think they like to keep him scripted scripted into it too. So yeah. I, I think they're gonna make it. Ooh. Yeah, that's Darren Waller's currently the tight end four, and he's only had one big game, which says a lot about our tight end situation. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I can see Waller going off. Uh, I chose Marvin on this one. Okay, I'm going to go Bryce. No, Bryce? All right. Well, I didn't get Andrew's picks in in time for this, but I will add them in after the fact, and we will we will see how he, he's able to predict um, his uh, this week's matchups, and then we'll, uh, we'll have a, a little review next week. Yeah. Now, over to a more personal matter. Andrew and I, as you know, we, we place a bet every week. Last week's bet, Andrew and I, we bet tight ends straight up. So poor man, simple man, crazy man, no fun. Those are the four leagues that we're, we're, we're in. I had TJ Hawkinson in two of them, and he crapped out for me. And that's that was the deciding factor. I had Kelsey and Higby. Both of those guys went off. But he had Kelsey twice. And that alone tipped it in his favor. Oh, that was it was tough to watch. And he did a last minute swap. He took out Tyler Higby and put in Gronk. Yeah. Thinking that Gronk was gonna go off. Well, Tyler Higby went off. So it cost him some points in that last minute swap. But yeah. I did not see it coming. Had I did not anticipate seeing Gronk in that spot. And I'm like, oh no, no I, I think it was that rib shot. If you like my um my brothers and, and my brother in law, we were watching the game together and we yep. seen when he gets hit. And afterwards, we were saying, like, like that man just looks like he's gassed out. Just, like, he looks like Gronk when he left the Pats, where he's like, okay, I'm done. I don't want to do this no more. Um, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, he had that kind of attitude. Even running the ball, he just looked like he just couldn't get anything going after he took that hit. Well, uh, if it keeps him out, because he's, he's still on watch this week. Yeah. So, if he doesn't play... That uh, that could be a serious issue because he is a dangerous weapon. I'm just trying to find a single. Where where are these guys? No one is housing. Slick's got one. He's a Patriots fan. He's got to have a Patriot here. Where where where? Doesn't he have Damian Harris? Oh, Nelson, Nelson Aguilar. There we go. Let's have a look. Oh, I'm looking at Patriots because I'm still thinking. <laughs> I'm still thinking Patriots. No. All right. Well, we'll just skip that. Uh, I don't know his injury status. I'm going to guess he's probably questionable at this point, maybe even turning towards doubtful. Gronk. Oh, it shows him as questionable. Yeah. That's... So if he comes back, I think he'll tear, tear a new hole in his former Patriots team. Oh, it says they actually missed practice on Wednesday. Yeah, but he's a seasoned vet, and he probably misses at least one practice yeah. week anyways. Yeah, he's probably sitting out there with Brady anyways, drinking on the field probably, enjoying yeah. a beer and laughing. He didn't miss practice. He watched it up from the skybox. Yeah. All right. So as of right now, uh, the bet between Andrew and I is currently sitting at 2-1 and one for me. And because I lost, I get to choose this week's bet. So the bet that Andrew and I made this week that I proposed was a pick five. And how we do pick five, 
uh, is we give a condition of what you need to pick. So my pick five this week was pick five winners from NFL matchups. So it's going to, you have, you have to pick the team you think is going to win. Uh, best record wins the week. And if it ends up in a tie for whatever reason, uh, we do points earned by the teams you picked. So you want to pick teams that are going to have high scoring games. Yeah. Um, that's your tiebreaker. We do a snake draft where I pick first. So my first pick was Buffalo. Andrews, Andrew would pick uh, two and three. So he took Kansas City and Tampa. I'll just go through my all of my picks. I don't know if that, I think it'll be clear. I took Buffalo, Green Bay, Tennessee, Cleveland, and the Bengals. Now, Andrew's a Bengals fan, and I picked that one just to take just to take it from him. Uh, and because they have a really good matchup, and I think they're going to win. They might not win by much. <clears throat> it might not be a high-scoring game, but I think they'll take the win. Andrew chose Kansas City, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Seattle, and the Cowboys. It's the last two picks that I am not confident for Andrew. I think Kansas City, Tampa, New Orleans, good chances, high probability they're going to win those games. Yep. Seattle and the Cowboys, though, that's the one that Panthers could take the Cowboys. I think if they show up and prove that they're legit. And Seattle matchup, if I'm not mistaken, Seattle is facing San Francisco. Yeah, they're playing 49ers. So, to me, the 49ers are, are still a, a good team. Like, they're not – I get it. My my Lions showed up and almost came back in the fourth quarter to beat them. So, that says a little bit. But I still think the 49ers are a good on the cusp of great team. I yeah. suspect that they will finish number two in that division. That's my prediction. Um, oh, no, I'm crazy. What am I talking about? Arizona's going to finish number two in that division. But San Fran's going to gonna be close. Yeah, that when I was looking over the little show docs, that's what I was thinking, too, on his, is that Seattle game and that Cowboys game, I think I was a switch that. But those are, like, borderline. But it's hard to predict games this year. Like, we've been doing a pick thing at work, and yeah. some of these games, like, especially last year, I guarantee – or last week, I guarantee you, what was it? There's a handful of teams, like – uh, the Raiders game, I think, probably got a bunch of people a little nervous. Which one else? The Bengals game, I, I'm almost for sure that one lost some people some weeks. Even oh, the when they, when they played the uh, the Steelers, yeah, yeah, I would not have thought that game went the way it did. Yeah, even the Browns and the Bears game, like uh, that one, I it's it was six to twenty six. That was a really super one sided game too. Do you think Justin Fields rebounds this week? I think what, what are you thinking about him? He, the the games that I had seen and like the stuff that I seen from him prior, he seems like he knows what he's doing. He just seems to. I, I think I think they talked about it too. He seems to telegraph the ball a lot, and it seemed like the Browns just kept jumping on it. But the Browns are a good defense this year. They're really they're, good defense. They're they're great to the point where like I've actually talked to Donnie about a few times streaming them throughout some matchups just because they're that good. Even against tough matchups, I wouldn't mind playing them. So I, I don't think it was so much Justin Fields not being good. I think it was just the Browns being extra good and jumping all over him. Well, it's going to be a fun week, as every week of football is. Oh, man. Well, I hope I win. I hope I get it. 
we'll uh, we'll find out next week when the results are in. Uh, I'm looking forward to sharing that with all of you guys. And yeah, good luck to you guys this week. So just as a refresher off of your guys' bets, you guys do yep. all these different bets, and then at the end of the season, you guys tally up however many whoever has the most wins, and that's who wins your guys' bet for the year. Or yeah, okay. So it's typically we do one bet a week. Uh, we tallied up and we have the the season winner and then we wait for the Super Bowl and that's kind of like the the last chance to make up. Yeah. Because we'll do a bunch of Super Bowl bets. Like okay. who's the first team to score? Uh, who's going to be the MVP? Who's going to win? Uh, what are the what's what's the point differential by halftime? Hmm. Um, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, the, and the, the intent is to try and make it as close as possible. Right. So if one guy ends the season with 10 wins and seven losses, right. So the other guy's down by three. Yeah. So you got to find a way to try and even that up. So that's, that's the plan. Um, at which point, once it's all said and done, then we, we dish out the, the treasures, the, the trophy, the helmet, the belt, that kind of stuff. Hmm. And we, uh, we settle up by, by paying the other guy's tab. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's cool. That's our thing. It's fun. Um, given the schedule that I have uh, at home, work life balance, it's been tough to get out to go for beers and wings and watch a game. But yeah. at some point in the future, we will, and we'll probably make a side bet or two at that game to, to keep things interesting. Yeah, it's it's been our tradition for the last couple of years. That's really cool. That's actually uh, the way you said the Super Bowl game. Might be my my family and I. We always watch the game together. We do yeah. a lot of things like that together, right? So, um, uh, you know, my brother and my brother-in-law, they're actually in yeah. one of the other leagues with us. They're real super competitive. We all are like it can come down to us, you know, drawing straws, and we're probably fighting by the end of it because we're arguing over <laughs> inches, you know. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I think I might actually bring something up to them like that. Maybe come up with five bets between the three of us and see who can pick the most, and maybe figure something out where we buy each other a beer or something you know okay so that that might be a cool that, that's actually a cool little thing it, I'm it is fun like i i really enjoy it um i highly recommend doing things in odd numbers that way you reduce your chances of even results yeah yeah and always find a way to to, to have a tiebreaker yeah tiebreakers are important All right. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you, you jumping on. I know it's been a while since we got a chance to get actually get you on the show. Uh, life is busy, but we were able to connect tonight. It was fun. It, uh, I want to have you back again. I love the energy you bring. So thanks for coming on. Yeah. Well, uh, like I said, I had an issue last week, but um, like Andrew's told you, I mean, I, I'm more than happy to be on it anytime I can. My wife's OK with it. So whenever you need another host again, just let me know. I will do, man. We'll uh, we'll get you back in here. Not from from now in the next couple of weeks. I got a couple guys lined up that that want to jump on too. When I and I love the fact that you guys are enjoying this. You want to be involved, so I I will slot anyone in whenever I can. Uh, we might even have to do uh, a, a three way where we get three guys in at the same time, placing their bets, making their predictions, uh, maybe do a little trash talk. Yeah. All right. Sure. All right, fellas. Well, you guys have a great night. Good luck tomorrow in your matchups. And for one poor man to another, if it's not fun, it ain't worth doing. Good night, guys.